morning, good evening, and good afternoon, no matter what time you're listening to this wonderful podcast. This is Fuent Chat with Johnny Fuent, and I'm your host, Johnny Fuent. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard the recent news, but we have some interesting news coming from the voice of EA and FIFA. Some other news talking about some new and recent anime that has released for this spring season and a couple more interesting things that we're going to talk about in today's episode. Now, let's go ahead and get started. Now, we're going to do something different on today's episode and talk about video games just because video games have had an interesting news week this entire week so let's go ahead and get started and talk about that now to kick us off in our video game news let's go ahead and talk about fifa and ea now this week it has been announced that fifa and ea are ending their relationship and partnership after three decades now that is a long time heck nowadays it's longer than most marriages now this is going to be interesting since now ea does not have access to the fifa name now of course this is not gonna affect any gameplay or players or those of you who still buy the fifa titles each year the likeness of each person who plays soccer or depending where you are football will still be there because of separate licensing contracts and agreements so the teams are still there and the leagues the only thing that's going to change of course besides the name is fifa events and the world cup itself so those are not going to make a return they're going to be changing the name to EA Soccer and FIFA themselves are also going to jump into the video game world and come up with a rival soccer game. Now this should be interesting to see how EA makes this because when it comes to making video games, especially something good, EA has been faltering in these past couple years like previously in an episode where i talked about battlefield 2042 and when it comes to ea it should be scared because of course they get the frack for being played to win especially when it comes to their loot boxes now interesting enough ea and fifa with their games have generated 20 billion dollars in sales and that of course includes pay to win mechanics and loot box implemented and that's a lot of dough now they have been negotiating for months and wanted to move forward but fifa wanted more money about a billion dollars every four years and ea said no now, this is very brave on EA's part, who was bragging how they didn't need the name FIFA anymore because their games were well-received, which is half-baked. A lot of times, their games are basically a copy-paste of their previous games with no really new add-ons, of course, besides loot boxes and starting from scratch. Now, one thing about this is that FIFA will be releasing a rival soccer game as stated before, but not until the year 2024. 
and said it will be utilizing new mechanics and should be interesting. Now, will FIFA make a game that will be updated every year instead of re-releasing a new game? If they do, they'll already have a leg up from EA. Besides releasing a new game in 2024, no other information has been released. The last EA and FIFA game will be released in 2023, of course being called FIFA 23. Now, again, it should be interesting to see how all this moves forward, because once those contracts ends for the likeness for each character in the game to represent themselves from real life, I don't know what EA is going to do. When it comes to hard work, like I said before, EA has been faltering. I'm honestly not looking forward to any new EA game, regardless of how well it does. Actually, that is a lie. The only EA game I'm looking forward to is Jedi Fallen Order 2, just because they made a brilliant game. The only other game I would be very excited for would be if they announced Titanfall 3 just because I'm a big Titanfall fan. The previous two games were amazing, just getting on your Titans, shooting people, and just having a blast. Honestly, I know there have been news about a new Mass Effect game with Shepard coming back, but we'll see how well that does. I mean, we all know how the last Mass Effect game did, and let's just hope the graphics are on par this time. Now, continuing off on our video game crusade, I'm going to talk about Gotham Knights. Now, as of 5 10 2022, they have released gameplay for the game that is supposedly supposed to come out in about a year. And my god, I really hope they take their time with this. Now, I don't know how many of you have seen the gameplay, or depending on what time you're seeing this podcast, has actually played the game. But as of right now, we're going to be discussing the gameplay that we've seen. Now, if you guys haven't heard, this is going to be a next generation only game. They have canceled plans for it to be on the PS4 and Xbox One, and I'm actually excited about that because the fact that they can focus on the newer graphics and mechanics without worrying about backing them up for the old ones. But besides that, and continuing on to gameplay, let's go ahead and talk about the gameplay. Now, the gameplay I saw was not that impressive. While the graphics actually looked okay, the fighting styles for the characters Nightwing and Red Hood looked extremely sluggish. Nightwing's gameplay and his fighting style was just mostly acrobatics, and it looked honestly slowed compared to Rocksteady's Arkham series where you played as Batman. It The combat just seemed lazy, didn't have that same impact, and honestly, with a game that has so much going for it, with it having most of the Bat family there, you'd figure they'd take time to look upon a series that has much success like Rocksteady's Arkham series. Now, we're going to go ahead and talk specifically about Nightwing in this segment and Red Hood, but of course we're going to talk about Nightwing. Now, Nightwing is 
a Grayson. And being part of the Flying Graysons, he has a lot of acrobatics, especially when it comes to going from building to building and traveling within his city or Gotham City for that matter. Why the devs have opted to give him a Fortnite glider, I will never know. It has never been seen in previous comics. He hasn't need that type of mechanic or machinery before, but I guess to traverse the city fairly, they decide to give him that for whatever reason. Nightwing in the comics and even the animated series has been able to get around with ease, even without a cape of his own. Now, going off on that... It looks just like a Fortnite glider, which is not a good thing. You have so much money being put in this game that you can't make his mechanic look like anything else. Seriously. And it just says laziness. Now, I'll give him this. His takedowns are actually pretty cool, and he fights with his batons, which is very comic accurate. Now, besides that, his other uses with electricity is not that bad, but other stuff like the frost thing just goes into what the game actually is, and mostly an RPG, and I get they have to take elements for people to progress, but the one thing I'm not a fan about is putting that in the Batman setting, with different thugs being different levels, basically being punching bags. It's the same thing they tried to do with Assassin's Creed, and the, in my opinion, the last good Assassin's Creed game was honestly Black Flag. Now, moving on from Dick Grayson and talking about Red Hood. And my god, does Red Hood look like he needs some justice. Not only does his gameplay look even more sluggish than Nightwing's, but his combat looks almost strictly ranged. He has two guns, and they were emphasizing that how he uses non-lethal bullets, which actually makes some sense because in the comics, whenever he teams up with anyone in the Bat family or Batman himself, he's got to use non-lethal bullets. That is not what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is the fact that he is lacking in the close combat and hand-to-hand. -hand. When it came to them utilizing him, they mostly had him shooting people, which is not just he only does. He does other acrobatics, kicking, fighting. If you want an example, definitely check out Batman Under the Red Hood. It is an, a fantastic way to introduce Red Hood or Jason Todd into the Batman mythos. Now, one thing also was the fact that he seemed very slow and uncoordinated. And let's not talk about how he gets around the city. They gave him a mystic jump. No idea who came up with that one. Is it in the comics? No. Is it in anything previously a game or a movie? Not at all. To make him use some type of mystic jump and tell me it gave him powers from coming from the Lazarus Pit is nothing but short of lazy and just wrong. The mystic powers he actually gets 
doesn't have to do with anything with regular thugs, but with ghosts and spirits. And just having him jump with powers takes away from the awesomeness that is the Red Hood. Just the edginess. Having him just do, I don't know, something that looks out of Dragon Ball Z. And the graphics for that don't even look good. So, I just hope they go ahead and change this mystic jump. Because it just looks really bad. Now, I will say... His motorcycle looks pretty good, and I'm just happy they got that right. When it comes to this game, I am just very, very weary on how this will actually do. Am I hoping this will be a good game? Yes. Does it look like from the gameplay I've seen so far? No. What I'm going to do is probably wait for the game to release to even buy it, because I'm not going through the nightmare of pre-ordering a game that sucks. I did that with Anthem. And it was the worst $80 I've ever spent. Yes, I did say 80 I regret it deeply. Anyway, that's pretty much it for the video game news. Of course, besides the little tidbit I mentioned about Mass Effect. But only rumors about that. So nothing really gonna go on. But we're gonna go ahead and move on to comics. Now, in upcoming comics, it's going to be... Banner War, which means that Banner is going to go to war with somebody, and in this particular comic, it's going to be Thor, a tale as old as time, a rivalry spanning several decades long, and this should be interesting considering the recent changes each character has gone through. When it comes to Hulk, Banner is in full control of his rage and basically rides him like a mecha. And for those of you who don't know what a mecha is, it's basically a giant robot per se. So he has closed off his mind to the Hulk and basically has made in his mind a control room where he's basically able to take control of the Hulk and make sure that he stays angry he stays calm, increasing his power, so on and so forth. And he is basically stronger than ever considering he's able to control his rage and show how strong the Hulk can get. And the Hulk is an unwilling participant in this fight and basically has to fight whenever Banner tells him to. Now Thor has been having some changes as well. He is now the All-Father and has the Odin Force and is stronger as well. Now with the All-Father and the Odin Force being gifted to him, this is interesting because Odin, who was the previous owner of both, stood up to beings like Galactus, making him all-powerful to beings like him who is able to eat planets. Now, in recent comics, Thor had had to go up against the God of Hammers. Yes, an actual God of Hammers. I don't know if they got that from Thor Ragnarok as a joke, or was like, you know what? We have the, Th we have the God of Thunder, the God of Water. Yes, let's make the God of Hammers. Now, this God is interesting because he was a threat that Odin put away and trapped in Molnir which is where he gets all that power and why he has a personality of his own. Thor fought the god and basically 
stripped him of his essence through stuff. I don't really know the specifics, but he basically trapped him in the hammer and got rid of his essence, leaving thus the power of Thor's hammer as it once was, including his new powers with the Odin Force. Now, with this coming along, it will make this fight interesting because Thor has always had a hard time keeping down the Hulk. And seeing where the Hulk is leading towards with Banner in control will also be interesting because I don't know what Banner has in mind. And given that Loki is now an ally of Thor, it should be interesting to see how everything plays out. Now moving on from Marvel, we're going to be talking about DC and their upcoming book, Deceased. Now, if none of you know what Deceased is, it is a fantastic comic book series that does not take place in the main continuity, which means they had free will to do whatever they want, including killing Batman in the first issue. Yes, you heard me right. They killed Batman. The Batman in the first issue, and it was phenomenal. So a little backstory, Darkseid had kidnapped Cyborg, had taken the anti-life equation out of him, and turned everybody who looked at an electronic screen into zombies. This backfired on Darkseid, who basically turned also into a zombie, and basically went dormant after destroying Apocalypse. Now, this is book three, and I'm not really going to go into what happened in any of the books, because that's what comic book stores are and for, and I definitely recommend you going to get it. But anyway, little spoiler, so if you want to skip ahead and not be spoiled, go right to do so, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about where we have left off with DC's book two, and going on to speculate what might happen in three. Now, when we last left off... John Kent and everyone else had found a cure for the zombies and cured them with the life equation. Now, with this being said, this left a lot of things up to bat, including Superman, who is still a zombie, and who they last left off was eating the sun, causing it to go dark and may go supernova. Now, this is interesting because anyone trying to get near Superman may get killed just because he's been absorbing the sun and the sun gives him power so absorbing all that power may not be good for anybody who wants to fight him even his own son because they're going to be severely underpowered with him taking a sun bath anyway one thing also that happened in the comics was zombified dark side being awoken destroying high father and most of the new gods with Mr. Miracle and Barba getting away. Now, this should also be interesting because this may lead to other worlds being infected and the Green Lanterns falling. Now, like I said, they have a cure and they use it on the humans, but who knows or who's to say that the virus may not have mutated and the cure does not work for them. Now, this should be interesting because with DC is taking place in an alternate universe and them having free reign on almost all the characters, it goes to speculate who may die next. Will it be Superboy, Damien, 
Black Canary, who's now a Green Lantern, Green Arrow again, or any of the other plethora of heroes or villains in the story. Now, one thing I'm hoping for is John Constantine, who basically saved the day with not only fighting off Trigon, but also manipulating everything to where everything worked out in the end, might come back. Because, of course, if any of you know John Constantine, he does not stay dead for long. Nor does he stay erased. Knowing him, he had a plan, or he's going to cut some deals with some demons. Anything to get back to Zatanna. Good book, again, would definitely recommend a good read. And don't forget to support your local comic book stores. Moving away from comic books, we're going to go ahead and talk about movies. Now, this particular movie was something that I really didn't have a lot of hopes for and thought it was just going to be another Crash Crab. Now, honestly, this movie was actually pretty good and it was called The Bad Guys. And it has been a surprise hit despite the trailer not doing it justice. A lot of the characters, Miss Tarantula, Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha, and Mr. Shark are all lovable characters and they blend in so perfectly. They're very entertaining to watch and of course I'm not going to spoil the movie. The one thing I also want to talk about is their art style. Their art style is very unique and it just brings a certain life to the movie. And I'm looking forward to see how others use and utilize this art style. And again, the writing's fun. It seems like they had a cliched movie that has been done several hundred times, but ended up being able to make it their own. And it is definitely something I would recommend to the family. Now, the other movie I want to talk about is the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Now... The thing about the Fantastic Beasts series was originally it was supposed to be a trilogy and then they changed it to five movies which is now in jeopardy because the fourth movie is all depending on how well the third one does at the box office film and with it going the way it's going I doubt there's going to be a fourth one as of today. It has made $365 million, which you would think would be a good thing, but compared to a $200 million budget and it barely even making double its box office money back, it may not be able to justify a fourth film, especially when it comes to the previous film in the series, which was almost able to make triple or actually quadruple back its box office spending so again this may be the nail in the coffin for the fantastic beast series and honestly with seeing the third one i can see why it wasn't really that great and coming from a harry potter fan it just seemed lazy now a lot of things may have helped the movie not be as successful one of them, and this is a major glaring fact, is the fact that the absence of Johnny Depp. Now, I know a lot of people are supporting Johnny Depp, and I am too, 
but I really believe the trial and everything coming on to light, especially with Amber Heard being shown as the actual aggressor and Warner Brothers firing Johnny Depp and it being a bad call has done some things to prevent or people not wanting to see this movie in the first place. I will give J.K. Rowling credit when credit is due. She was right to continue to back him even when the studio wanted to drop him. The movie isn't really great like I said because it just seems lazy. The plot seemed lazy. They really didn't have any idea where they're going to take the film. And the fight scene between Grindelwald and Dumbledore was not really that great. And honestly with the Harry Potter series being the Harry Potter series it was a very sad sight to see. Now one thing I also want to talk about is the fact that the best Fantastic Beast film was definitely the first one. And this film wasn't even that much better than the second film which had a lot of flaws. Now who knows maybe they'll find enough money to justify a fourth film or they'll just end it to where they originally wanted to have but leaving extra plot points which I don't know maybe JK Rowling will write another book smoothing everything else out. Honestly she is definitely a better book writer than is a script writer but not as bad as someone like Stephen King who is not that great at writing movies. Honestly I have no idea how he messed up Cell, a movie he had helped write the script for and was the author of the book and still managed to mess things up. Anyway, moving from movies, we're going to go ahead and talk about TV shows, specifically anime, because it is that time of the year with new anime releasing, and with them being released for about a month and a half now, you will be able to grasp which anime to drop or to keep on watching. One of those animes is Skeleton Trapped in Another World, which is basically like Overlord if he was the good guy. Now, this is definitely a mature anime and doesn't really fall into the annoying tropes like most isekai anime. Now, for those of you wondering what the heck is isekai, it's basically when a character is killed, maimed, or any of those above and is trapped in another world. There is a lot of games, movies, and even anime with this trope, and because it's being done to death in recent years, it's hard to find some solid ground for a lot of these anime. And when it comes to Skeleton Trapped in Another World, it definitely finds its footing and keeps running with it. The animation is just fantastic, the quality of the story is great, and like I said, it takes a mature setting, so there's definitely blood, and the character himself is a skeleton knight who is able to use holy magic and becomes a mercenary, and the story doesn't seem forced, and he meets some friends along the way, and definitely an anime I would recommend. The next anime, it takes somewhat of a lighter tone in a sense. It's a fun anime, spy anime actually now that I remember it more, called Spy X Family. And talk about a plot. It is definitely interesting. 
So this organization, to stop a conflict from happening, sends their best spy to infiltrate a school to get to a target. But surprise, surprise, he needs a kid. So he goes and adopts a kid from the orphanage. And the kid he adopts turns out to be a telepath. And he also needs a wife who he ends up finding the world's deadliest or one of the deadliest assassins. Both the mother and the father are oblivious to each other's hobbies. And the only person who knows about it is the daughter who is the telepath, which makes for some hilarious hijinks. It's definitely more of a positive anime, and it's actually kind of cute and kind of tropey at times, but it's one of those feel-good animes that makes you leave with a smell on your face. Definitely one of the better animes I have seen in a while, and if you're feeling down, definitely one of those great anime that gets your heart pumping. Like I said, the animation is beautifully done, doesn't miss its mark, and just the en- great, the entire anime is just weird and wacky. Definitely something great. Now, the other anime I'm currently watching, and I'm not going to go much into it because I'm watching it dubbed, because the dubbed is great. I cannot watch a series where I'm already watching the dubbed to switch with subbed, because yes, I know subbed is better at times. There are some anime where the dub is better. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I rest my case. Anyway, talking about dubbed anime, I am currently catching up with S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero Season 2, which actually seems to be doing pretty well. They already have a plot in place, and I'm excited to see where this will go, because I was a huge fan of Season 1, so seeing our particular character, Namisu, back with all his characters and companions... It's going to be fun. I'm already looking forward to this, how the story will interact with everything else. And hopefully we get to see more of this anime come to life in more seasons. Again, when it comes to Japanese anime, it may take a couple years. It may take five. Heck, it may even take ten. Particularly when I talk about ten years is The Devil's a Part-Timer, which is a very old anime getting a season two. Am I complaining? No. Very fun anime. It's just one of those animes that comes out of left field, which ended properly, but for some reason is getting a season 2. Again, not complaining, just very surprised. Anywho, we're going to go ahead and talk about current events now. Now, what is happening in the world of current events? One thing I wanted to talk about is the discussion going around if justices and judges have the right to privacy in their own home without the risk of protesters protesting and trespassing on their property. Now one thing that is actually kind of scary is a lot of people and some journalists are actually encouraging these people to be violent. Now I am a firm believer in protesting if something is definitely wrong, but a peaceful protest. Nothing that can be done and will get a point across will be done in violence. You're just going to put people off. And those encouraging these people, it just sends a bad message and just paints a bad picture, especially for people trying to get a point across. 
Again, I believe in protesting, especially protesting out of people's houses, especially for something you believe in, just don't make it violent. Make it peaceful so you can get your message clearer. Now, another thing that happened this week was that couple that escaped from the correction facility or the correction officer who helped an inmate escape and apparently they got married was in a crash recently after a high speed chase and before turning themselves in and getting out of the car the correction officer killed herself with a self-inflicted gunshot before being taken into custody the prisoner who escaped with her is going back to Alabama and is even being extradited to where he'll face new charges for escaping. I don't know what to tell you. This has been a very interesting ride and hopefully we don't see any more escapes from any more prisoners using the same method. Anyway, one thing I also want to tell you guys is if you guys get a chance and if you have TikTok, I would definitely recommend you guys looking at my friend kskate28 he does a lot of tiktok videos where he does pokemon card reveals and will be doing more in the future and maybe who knows maybe he'll branch out and do Yu-Gi-Oh cards or doing other stuff in particular what he'll do i don't know but to find out just log into TikTok and look at KSkate28. Now, to take a little more of a serious tone, I want to talk about a man who was recently murdered, and that man was my grandfather. His name was George Fuentes, and there hasn't really been much in this case, but there needs to be justice for this man. He was a Purple Heart recipient and a Vietnam vet who fought for this country even though he was not born in here. And for him to be killed in his home and them not being able to catch the man who did it, there needs to be justice for George. Now, I know many of you may not know who that man is, but again, he is my grandfather and I believe he deserves justice. So, if any of you are in the Fort Pierce area and know anybody who might know anything about his murder, please do not hesitate to, to contact me. It has been very hard for our family, and he was a great man, and I was blessed to know him. Anyway, moving on, I just want to thank every single one of you for listening to my podcast. I've had a great time making new episodes and will continue to make episodes as each week passes. And again, we'll try to keep this two episode a week going. And if I can't, I'll just drop it down to one. Now, good night, goodbye, whether it be the afternoon or morning. And this has been Fuente Chat with Johnny Fuente. Thank you and have a blessed day.